Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. Imagery is often described as a valuable mental preparation tool by musicians and athletes alike. But in much the same way that some people can pull off some pretty awesome moves on a pogo stick, while the rest of us can barely manage to get out of a building without walking into doors and windows, there are a wide range of individual differences in our ability to create images in our head. For some, visualizing sounds, images, and kinesthetic sensations comes pretty naturally. But for others, imagery can be a real challenge. So if you're someone who struggles with imagery, is this something that's worth incorporating into your daily routine anyway? In other words, do you have to be good at imagery to experience a learning or performance benefit? One study looked at 78 novice and experienced trampolinists to see what kind of learning effect imagery training might have for good and poor imagers. Everyone started off by taking some imagery vividness questionnaires to find out who was a high imager and who was a low imager. Then they were randomly assigned to one of two groups, an imagery group and a no imagery group, with about an equal number of high and low imagers in each. And over the course of three six-week training periods, everyone worked on learning or improving three different trampoline skills. On the first practice session of each training period, a world champion trampoliner would demonstrate the new skill, and participants would then have their first attempt videotaped to establish a performance baseline. At each subsequent practice session, the participants would then practice a skill for two and a half minutes, take a five minute break, then practice again for two and a half minutes. The only difference between groups is that the imagery group was instructed to engage in mental practice during their five minute break while the no-imagery group was given various mental tasks, like math problems and puzzles, to work on instead. At the end of each six-week training period, the participants' performances were videotaped again so that a panel of five nationally qualified judges could score the execution of each skill they had worked on. And was there any difference in improvement over the 18 weeks of training between the high and low imagers? Well, first off, the trampolinists that did five minutes of mental practice during their practice sessions 
improved a lot more than the no imagery group that did puzzles and math problems during their practice. So no big surprise there. However, there is a big difference in improvement between the high and low imagers. The trampolinists who struggled with imagery did show some improvement with an average performance improvement score of 4.4 for the novices and 7.4 for the more experienced folks. But their performance improvement was not nearly as great as the participants who were good at imagery with performance improvement scores of 20 for the novices and 45.5 for those who were more experienced. So, at least from this study, it would seem that yes, imagery is going to have a much greater positive impact on your learning and performance if it's something that you can do pretty well. But how are you supposed to get better at imagery if the whole problem is that you can't generate or control the images in your head in the first place? Well, Layered Stimulus Response Training, or LSRT, basically involves imaging the same thing multiple times, but adding in additional details each time through. And that is one promising research-based approach to getting better at imagery. But what if even that is a struggle? Is there an easier way, perhaps? Well, in one study, dancers reported using a strategy known as action observation, where they watched other dancers to improve the quality of their own internal images. But does this really work? Can observing others perform a skill enhance our ability to image those skills in our head? A recent study recruited 51 participants and divided them into three groups. Everyone started off with some imagery assessments to get a baseline of their imagery ability. And then over the course of four weeks, the participants either engaged in daily mental imagery of a series of finger movements, the imagery group, watched video of a model performing these same finger movements, the action observation group, or performed an unrelated task, the control group. And at the end of the practice period, everyone retook the imagery assessments to see if their imagery ability had improved in any way. So did action observation lead to any improvement in visualization ability? Well, yes and no. And that it depends on the particular kind of imagery skill that you're looking at. For instance, when it came to general imagery ability, like visualizing yourself jumping, bending at the waist, and so on, neither imagery practice nor action observation seemed to have much of an impact. But then again, the study did involve some rather specific finger exercises, so maybe it's not surprising that this kind of practice didn't transfer or generalize to very different types of physical movements. On the other hand, both the imagery practice and action observation groups did lead to improvements in skill, strategy, and mastery imagery. Skill imagery relating to the ability to see movements and, quote, refine a particular skill, which at least to me seems like the most relevant type of imagery for the goal of this kind of practice. Then there's strategy imagery, which involves seeing, quote, alternative plans and strategies. And then finally, there's mastery imagery, which is about quote, remaining confident in a difficult situation. So what does this all mean? Well, my guess is that LSRT might be the more promising long-term approach, especially since lots of great musicians play in ways that might be mechanically sound for their bodies, but may not necessarily work for yours, and therefore not be ideal models to emulate in your action observation. But if your mind goes totally blank when trying to visualize, Watching video of your favorite artists play a piece that you're working on might be a really helpful first step in the direction of becoming a better imager. And actually, you might even be able to use video of yourself as a model. 
For instance, when my daughter was taking violin lessons, her teacher used to take lots of photos and videos during lessons, capturing my daughter's bow hold when she got it just right, or her left hand position, or her posture. That way, my daughter could watch herself doing it right during the week and get a clearer sense of what it looked and felt like when she was doing things in the most optimal way. I thought this was a really useful strategy on its own, but in the context of this research on action observation, it seems like this could be a great way to start developing one's imagery abilities too. You can find links to this week's study and other resources like practice hacks and the audition cheat sheet at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week.